Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 11, Episode 14, titled The Rotten Core. Aaron, what do you think about this uh, more action-heavy episode than recent ones? Uh, you know, there's uh, there's some things I'm still enjoying about the show, but I'm getting pretty... I'm getting pretty um, feeling a certain way about the way this direction the direction of the season's going um yeah I, I feel like they keep on wanting to do things and just just mucking up the the pacing or the order or how quick people change sides uh mm-hmm. and what could have been a really interesting slow boil of this fundamentally group of good people that have done compromised ethical and moral things coming into a truly corrupt system and and having that be like this kind of pressure cooker, they're just doing it the stupidest way possible. Hmm. Yeah, I, not most the, the most stupid, the stupidest. That's how stupid they are. They they're not conjugating their <laughs> verbs crop properly. The most stupidest, I, even yeah, the most the most dumbest way that they're they they possibly can. And um, I don't know, man. It's just bewildering. Uh, Casey Jones is back to being Casey Jones. I was this close to calling him Elijah, and he shows up looking like a mutant ninja turtle buddy. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. For, I, I don't understand why. Like, I know, uh, I know why. I know why. It's because Lee is back this episode. I, I, I'm aware. Right. I'm 100 aware. He doesn't know that, but the writers know it, and so they know that, and they want us to make sure. Like, who? What? Who is this? Like, oh, right. She's that. Re- she's the, one of them uh, Reachers, right? Yeah, I saw them on Amazon. <laughs> that. I, man, I don't know. It's 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 weird to watch this phase of the show where some things are smart. Like, yeah. man, I really want to watch Negan having a showdown with Herschel Jr. And that's that right? was a really good scene. I love that. Scene. That's a really that's a really good scene. But Herschel Jr. hasn't been developed as a character, right, right. and he's kind of just not as really good as a as a presence standing across from Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And as a result, eh. I, I like I'm all I'm also have no you gun to my head. I have no idea how much time has elapsed between some of these episodes. It's got to be because at least tw- what? Twelve weeks? Because that's 12 we- how yeah, if, if Negan, Negan said peace to Maggie and then and found then this lady, knocked her up <laughs> yeah. that fucking night. It's been 12 weeks. Had, did, and that's I right. knew there's been some time elapsed, but like this is a show that's been like 14 weeks or 12 hours before oh, blah, blah. Yeah. And I, I did. I, I'm, I wonder if I missed a title card that said something like one year later or something. Um, I don't think so. I think the farthest flashback we've seen is like a month. Um, but there is time passing between these episodes that we're just not really so given any indication I, on how large it is. I don't know whether this writing writer's room completely decohesed af- during the COVID protocols Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know whether they were like really amped up to get uh, to, to, to write this last season and Walking Dead said, oh, well, here's the thing. It's going to be 24 episodes long. Oh, well, we'll get like a third more budget. Right. And, and AMC's like, uh, actually, it's going to be half. <laughs> yeah. And you're going well, to have to they, film. They said actually it's going to be half after they stopped laughing. It took them 15 minutes. <laughs> right, but, right, right. And, yeah. and they called Darabont and said, listen to this shit. <laughs> Yeah, and then Angela King's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm, I I don't know, but like, I and I don't. I think I. It's wild how much the writing has gone downhill after how, um, pretty good 
not excellent, but pretty good. It was a nine and, and most of 10. In my opinion, uh-huh. I don't know. What What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you're you're slinging a lot at this episode. I I think it wasn't awful. Um, I, I think it's definitely uneven. Uh, but I enjoyed certain moments from it. That that Negan scene is a standout for me with Negan and Herschel. Yep. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan makes that scene. I mean, you put that scene in the, the hands of a lesser actor, and it just it, it does not work. Um, but he nails it. I, I think seeing Carol and and you know her dealing with Lance and knowing all of the things we know about Carol right and and mm-hmm. what this look means as she's walking out the door like Lance you are in some serious trouble and you have no idea I was kind of tickled by that except for I think Lance does that's the thing that I thought was does really good is like Carol Carol's trying to cook him She's trying to Carol cook him, and uh, Lance is smart enough that he suspects he's being Carol cooked Yeah but uh, I I think mm, yeah, you're right. I mean, he does suspect something. You can see it on his face at the end. But also, I'm not sure he quite understands who he's dealing with here. Like, right. he, he might think of her say. in terms yeah. of Commonwealth commoners. Um, and ooh, if they tried to get me, what would they do? Right? If Eugene came after me, what would that look yeah. like? But this right, is Carol. Right. This is this is a Rambo Carol. So who right. knows what's going to happen here? But I'm excited to see it. But yeah, I mean, a lot of this was, it feels rushed, feels disjointed, feels like we're, we're flipping back and forth, um, on the accelerator, not sure when to accelerate into this plot and when to just kind of sit back. But well, it also feels like a people that are levying criticisms that they don't really understand. Uh, you know, it's like the writing's room's like, man, things are bleak. The world's pretty awful. We're looking at all these protests, and, and it seems like something's wrong with capitalism. We should go real hard against capitalism. Mm-hmm. But you don't really understand, like, why, you know, the good, I, like, the quote-unquote good things about capitalism. Like, sure. you know, because like, there's, there's ways you can defend this system from within that mm-hmm. don't make it seem like you're the most out of touch, entitled, like, well, so some people are just better than other people. I mean, shit, didn't you read Animal Farm? Didn't we understand that some some oh, people are yeah. just better? I mean, like, that first I scene. Mean, honestly, you could just you could just go to quote Animal Farm in a couple uh-huh. places. It would be smarter than some of the stuff where like Lance's at the end is like, well, you just kind of understand that we got to do things like this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just so stupid. Uh and it's, I don't know. I that's where I, I get upset because, like, I think that um, some of these messages a lot of people should pro- should probably hear a lot of people in the core audience. But when you do it in a very not smart way, not nuanced way, that doesn't at least lean in and acknowledge that there are some pros to the thing that you're trying to criticize, or there's a reason mm-hmm. why some of these systems are set up. They need to be reformed. They need to be changed. Some of them need to be dismantled. But if you can't even give the art, it's like, it's like um, someone's like, you know what? I've heard flat earth is stupid. I'm going to make a video about how f- stupid flat earth is. And they say something about, I don't know, before Columbus was uh, a thing, people thought the earth was flat. And anyone, if, if even if you're not a flat earther, if you hear that and you, you're like, well, that's stupid. That's a dumb argument. That's not even true. Mm. It makes the other like, well, I, I mean, it's it, shit. Maybe the earth is flat. And I feel like that's the kind of <laughs> shit that we're dealing with here. We're dealing with Christopher Columbus level arguments yeah. about the world not being flat when we should be talking about Christopher Columbus starting a slave empire in Central America or something. I don't know. And, and I don't think they don't understand the things that they're trying to write about. The the writers, I, I think they get them. I think there's stuff that they're doing in here, like like this uh, dehumanizing talk. 
about the others, right? That happens yes. at the beginning of this. I think that's kind of a, a core thing. <laughs> nice to see that society is functioning as intended. Uh, you know, th- that's kind of how things go. So I, I get like an impression that they understand the issues they're writing about, but maybe they aren't articulating them very well. Well, no, they understand the things that are bad, but yeah, I don't know that from a first principles they could argue. Sure, sure. Like other than stuff that's basic, like, hey, you shouldn't refer to people as animals and vermin. (laughs) Sure. That's like a bright white line that we should, even for our enemies, because if you stop making that distinction, that's when really bad shit starts happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. Maybe I'm... uh, Maybe I'm being a little bit persnickety, but uh, aside from that, I just think there's also basic storytelling and character issues that they mm-hmm. have, you know, the fact that they've short chain and, that, and that's why I guess I'm coming out riding hard against this episode. Is this me retroactively? You know, I've been saying for a long time, well, maybe they'll do this. Maybe uh-huh. they do. This yeah. is me coming and be like, no, the crows, the cows, the, the, the roosters, <laughs> the whole animal farm has come home to roost. <laughs> Because you didn't uh-huh. lay the foundations for some of this stuff. And and even the stuff that works, like, again, Negan would work a whole much, so much better if, um, you know, Herschel was as developed as, like, Judith. Right. Yeah, if they had been telling a story where Maggie was trying to walk her son through the the emotions of having her father yeah. killed, right? Before, yeah. before he knew them or knew him. So... Yeah, right. I, I don't know. It's it's not the best. So this kid had some also. Sure. So this kid had some experience, you know, uh, doing the, the work, working up to these scenes where you'd have to, you know, yeah. it's it's not fair. I think to throw a ten year old into like a wood chipper of a scene like this because all he's been cast is he's a cute Asian kid mm-hmm. that we like to think about being Glenn's son. That's all he's had to do. Yeah, all he's had to do, and now it's like, hey. Get up against Jeffrey fucking Dean Morgan <laughs> and pull a gun on him and make right. us think, kid, that you're going to sh- you're actually going to blow his brains out. No chance. No yeah. chance that I think that was going to happen. And I don't know this kid. Um, so I'm not sure if like this is the type of kid who could be talked out of this situation or or would hesitate to pull this trigger once he's realized right. this is the man who killed my father. Like it, I need to know a little bit more about this kid to really feel uh, what's going on in his head in this scene? I mean, they've said that he's like a, one of them road kids, you know, that he hasn't, sure. you know, he's he's rough and ready. And but it's like, which man, to me I says just know. pull the trigger. Well, and every yeah, exactly. And every single time I've seen the few times I've seen him interact with the other kids, I feel like he's in the soft kids column with like mm-hmm. Gracie and RJ and Judith is in like the hard kids column that like, nah, she actually yeah. can can hold her own and protect herself. Maybe I got in that opinion that that I got in that the wrong way around, but like. I got the impression by watching the show. So, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. It's certainly not the best episode, but I've seen worse for sure. Oh, for sure. This still isn't <laughs> like they they still like it, it's not full on slap town or yeah, maybe. right. We haven't completely gone all the way down, but we're mm-hmm. heading there. And uh, I'm man. And also, God, the whole Daryl Daryl flipping on Maggie. Uh, that feels like it's going to be a rope a dope at this point. Yeah, um, totally. I don't, I don't buy that Daryl backs Hornsby. Nope, because he can get Judith a record player after he's seen the shit in this episode. So there's almost like no tension. Like it's obvious now that this is going to be something to, uh, you know, hornswoggle Hornsby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it certainly seems like it. I mean, 
I, I sort of like the flip flop on that because when we first saw it, we were like, "What are the circumstances under which Daryl would come it's back already to pretty high. Yeah, yeah, and go, uh, "Oh my god." Uh, so I, yeah, I like that they've twisted it, but you're right; it's it, they've telegraphed it pretty heavily. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, those are our initial thoughts. Maybe we should get into the recap now. Yeah, it's really really get to that rotten core. Ream it out. See if there's anything to save here. All right, but first, let's take a quick break. We start off with uh, close-ups of the people who were pushed from the building last episode and turned into zombies. Uh, they're turning into zombies. And then Toby contacts Lance to let him know the job is done, but it really isn't. He says the job is done, but part of that was finding the supplies, and he hasn't done that. And then a trooper runs up and tells Toby they've got men down at the east exit. And this is what I was talking about with the dehumanizing of people. Lance Lance's conversation yeah. here with Toby is uh, something about like, oh, they've devolved beyond the point of no return. It's talking people about like subhumans. Rats. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, that's that's the thing. It seems like um, it's a good it's good. Number one, because you don't underestimate your enemies. Uh, you, you give them full humanity and cleverness and uh, ingenuity and stick to and a will to survive like you would any other human. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's bad strategy and tactics. It's also I think that's when you start getting war crimes when people are like these people are oh, like yeah. cockroaches. They're like rats. They're like dogs. They're like sheep. They're like it's you know, these are things that right or wrong. We have herded and domesticated and enslaved and slaughtered and uh, mm-hmm. and and. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad news. Um, and it, but, but it's also the if we were slow boiling the frog, we went from like a two or three to just like a, a ten on uh, <laughs> yeah, the old totally. burner, letting us see this kind of rotten core of uh, the Commonwealth. And um, we were already going pretty fast. So, mm-hmm. yeah, heart's in the right place. I don't know. I speaking of in the right place. Why the fuck can't they have the bayonets on these goddamn Commonwealth guns pointed straight? Half of the I guns on the bayonets are leaning down like I fit like like I swear to if, if you bump if you bump these props, it just must bend the bayonet like 15, 20 degrees. Maggie's advancing down like this thing with like, she got droopy. She got a she got a she got a droopy mm. bayonet, man. She needs bayonet suspenders. That's useless. It's useless. It's and they got this like ridiculously large, oversized, menacing bayonet affixed to all of these rifles. Oh, it's like katanas and, strapped to the front of these guns. What is it? Yeah, no, it's like a Rambo knife. What? Like, like it's like okay. 14, 15 inches long. It's it pointed serrated? at the front, and and none of them. They, they don't. No one even uses it. Like fucking Mercer yeah. drops his to use the smaller axe. Like you've got more range. Ah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> get affix these bayonets, people. This is driving me crazy. I hmm. noticed it's the first goddamn time these guys show up and it's two and a half seasons <laughs> later and they're still drooping. Maybe that's just their sh- style. Is there something they know about bayonets that we don't? Maybe they're more effective at a certain angle. Yeah. Yeah. They're like uh, <laughs> like the medieval halberds. You know, they're at a weird angle. Yeah. So you can pull a guy off a horseback or something. You can right. hook them. Uh, I, the other thing is, does the scale of this operation make sense from what we know of this apartment? How many people are living here? I feel like they've thrown 12 people off the roof. They've uh-huh. killed like half a dozen I've seen. There's people running and screaming and dying by the roomfuls in this room. I, I thought there was like 40 people living here. Yeah, I think that was the total they, they mentioned. So if, if like six go overboard and then they kill 20, I, I, I feel like it's close. 
Yeah, you might be right. Because there weren't that many people in that room, right? There were maybe 20 people I guess in not. that room. So if half of them yeah. have already been killed... Or I just felt like there were always killed. there was always more of them to kill whenever they wanted to have uh, true, Toby true. and his death squad advancing through a hallway, capping fools, you know. Yeah, yeah. Every time you saw Toby, there were some people dying in the background, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. So Maggie and Aaron and the others all sneak through the building toward the gunfire. This is what you're talking about here. Lots of people dying and shooting in the background. Uh. Very quick wordless scene here. And then Carol tries to talk to Daryl, but he's pulled away by the troopers. Daryl goes into Trooper HQ and talks to Rosita. They're assigned jobs for the day. And then Sebastian starts boasting about his prowess killing walkers and Daryl patronizes him. And then afterward, another trooper tells Rosita and Daryl to join them in taking down a herd outside the walls. Yeah. um, I I think is, do you think it's weird that nobody mows the police off uh, p- the, the police's yard? Oh, is that true? Man, I didn't see that at all. Yeah. I think that like, is weird. Yeah, totally. It, it Like, I thought everything within Commonwealth was kind of like suburban manicured. And uh-huh. I feel like um, they're hurting for sets and budget. So they're just like back to like, let's find an abandoned building in Georgia mm-hmm. and shoot, which is fine. But fucking mow this granary's yard. This 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 co-op <laughs> grain feed depot. Just just mow the lawn before you start shooting. Because I thought the Commonwealth was the type of place that was doing this kind of broken windows. You know. Yeah, I thought they were different. You know, uh, as Gabriel says. Also, they made the crack about them eating. You know, the cops eating donuts, leaning to the stereotype, yeah. which I thought was kind of funny. But on second watch, it made me notice. Is it weird how just like a totally uh, 21st century cop shop this this uh, Commonwealth outpost is? Like the two desks pushed together, click clack of the typewriter because everyone's writing criminal reports and, you know. Yeah, I I looked at the troopers as more of a military. I know they're both. They're, they're military and they're police, li- but. Sure, it's, but they're really leaning into weird, the cop yeah. part of it. Because I, I thought, yeah, they were more of a militia force. Um, right. Uh, but I suppose they would have paperwork they need to do in this society. Imagine making people do paperwork like uh, Alexandria have to do paperwork every time you go outside. Right? The wall. Yeah. What does Daryl think of paperwork? What does Feral yeah. Daryl think of si- fucking TRS reports? Can you imagine man? him just sitting here hunting and pecking like click, click, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. you got some? You got, you got, you got some that correct? You got some that correction fluid? I need some. I need some of that white out. Rosita. <laughs> yeah, I get to see it. Yeah. I can't imagine Daryl in an office setting at this point. It just doesn't, as long it as, doesn't work, man. As long as I keep Judith in records, man, he sure. will he will pay any price. Swallow a river of shit. The mm-hmm. the RPM thirty threes must must flow. Apparently. All right, Maggie's group continues moving through the apartment building and they run into Negan and Annie. Negan tells them that Toby doesn't have Gabriel uh, and shows him a secret door leading to a hidden area where Gabriel and the others are. Annie claims that her people didn't steal the guns from the convoy and she won't leave without her people. So they decide to split into teams and search for the others. Negan stays behind and Maggie goes with Annie. I thought this scene of them all meeting was really funny. It's a real circle of life moment. You know, Uh like there's always a bigger fish. Like Annie comes up behind Maggie's like, drop your shit. 
And then Casey Jones comes mm-hmm. up behind Annie. He's like, drop your shit. And then Negan comes up behind Casey Jones. Like, everybody take your shit and put it back in your pan. Like, <laughs> there's always a bigger batter fish coming along. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. I. Hmm. They're going to get into some Negan and Annie stuff here that I don't find particularly compelling. Like, her, her arguments about Negan. Um or I don't know. Maybe I find them compelling, but from Maggie's point of view, I don't. And this is kind well, of well. It's start also of it. it's also weird because Aaron wants to know, like, well, did you guys steal our shit or not? And Annie's like, ah, and Aaron's like, well, I don't know because you also keep a bookcase full of skulls. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. that's a valid point. Totally. Like this is a hairpin turn for this group to go from the crazy Michael Bain scripture quoting, gonna bleach your skull and add it to my collection mm-hmm. to actually we're just a family we're just a small family group and we're well, you know. Uh and there's a lot of like, well, these were the people we were. No, Michael Bain was is, was is a nutter right now. Yeah. Like I don't buy that that type of leader can be otherwise just stable. You know, yeah, and I felt like Aaron's like got a damn good course. You know, she could, I, she could also said, well, says the guy with the bloody mace for a fucking hand. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, there's <laughs> the ways the conversation could have gone, but I felt like, yeah, that this was an argument that's valid. Like, why do you have a bookcase full of skulls, yeah. even for a post-apocalyptic America? That's kind of fucked up, Annie. And the show just is not going to, to answer that question because I, I think it's at one of those like irresolvable conflicts. Sure. Sure. Everybody this just has to agree. A, okay. We both have some fucked up right. stuff here and this, yeah, that, that, that's what's one thing, but like, I don't think you will have an Alexandria type civilization that has a bookcase full of skulls. It just doesn't I, seem I like don't think that's so. yeah. the case. It, yeah. It, I mean, Alexander's done fucked up shit, uh-huh. but like having crosses full of corpses and stuff on their wall, like that's not, that Mad Max shit. You, you can't have a, a fundamentally good society with that stuff kind of burbling in its core. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they have taken just a, yeah, complete U-turn on these people. Like when we first met them and, you know, th- it's clear that that was in the cards from the very beginning, right? Like to- sure. th- the Toby stuff makes that the obvious outcome here, but also right. I feel like they didn't paint paint those lines in very well because I'm I'm yeah I'm looking at their leader and I'm saying you can't have someone leading you who's that crazy if you are also not that crazy see and that's I guess that's the problem with the rotten core because if I talk about the the phrase the rotten core and applies this episode it's almost like Sebastian and Hornsby that and and maybe the Michael Bain character Ian they are the rotten core Uh um and it almost implies that you could have this fucked up hierarchical system if just only good people, if only better people were on top of it, it would be the situation would be better instead of like this is a fucked up system that is br- bound to put people like this. The, the the rot promotes to the core um, and they, they could have said something kind of, I think, smart about these types of systems and how it's like, no, actually they're kind of inevitable. Once you set these things up and you have society Mm -hmm. need of an underclass to get exploit cheap labor from to make everything kind of go. And that's just the way like that. That's, that's a problem. And even if you had Rick fucking Grimes at the top of this, 
he would tear it down because that's not yeah, right. Yeah. You know, like it wouldn't be like, oh, well, you know, we should pay these people a little bit more or we should, you know, not not, you know, we should we should only send 12 uh, single mothers out to get our cash depots instead of 40. It's like, no, nah, this is just has to fucking stop. Right. Uh, if there's dangers, we all should have to f- carry them burdens. And if there's benefits, we should all, uh, you know, uh, share. Sharon does it some to some extent. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's a real missed opportunity to be like, well, it's just it's just the bad people that are at the top. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rosita and Daryl are taken to the herd. Then Sebastian shows up and tells them, uh, actually, this is a mission to go in to his friend's house where there's a panic room full of cash that he needs because his mommy cut off his allowance. Uh, Daryl refuses to threaten, uh, refuses and threatens to kill Sebastian after he threatens Judith and uh, Coco. Eventually, Daryl and Rosita cover themselves in guts and head toward the house. They they relent. This is why I don't watch Succession, man. Why why would I want to see a whole drama based around a bunch of this guy? Fuck Sebastian. Yeah. Jesus. Right. Um. It is so. I think it start this this secret operation that Lance is 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 coming up with is starting to come more into focus. This is about cash smuggling, right? Seems like it. Yeah. They 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 took great pains to show us that they are eliminating cash, you know, and defacing it and making sure it's out of currency because they've got an economy mm-hmm. that works a certain way and it needs a certain amount. And now the people who, you know, like Sebastian should be cut off from his allowance because he's a real shitbag. And he's, you know, even by Commonwealth standards, he's he's kicking against the system in not a helpful way. Mm-hmm. And his response is, I'm going to bring more essentially counterfeit cash and flood the market and probably ruin the economy. Um, but I, before then, so, I thought so, it's like, so what this is going to be some him? kind of like, that's the question. T- is he going to re, is he going to assume control and rebuild society in his own image? No, I don't think, I think Hornsby is thinking at that level. Sebastian's yeah. just a useful idiot. Sebastian oh, just oh, wants sure, money. Yeah. He just wants money in his pocket. That's uh, what I Hornsby, mean. Like what's Lance's game? I think, Horn, I think he wants to be like, he's essentially a little finger. He uh-huh. wants to be, he wants to be King. It seems to me. So you break the economy and then question mark, question mark profit that 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 undermines uh, faith in the leadership. And then you have somebody that's right and say, I know how to fix this. Exactly. Remove all the cash I put into the economy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, We'll see. Uh, But boy, that Sebastian guy, he's fucking intolerable. Yeah, there's um, he's he's not quite Joffrey this, levels, but he's a shitbag. Plus, like, I just feel like I I almost borderline don't buy Daryl and Rosita um, going along with this because there's a lot of points in this episode where they almost do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like right outside the police o- office after you got your orders, these two guys that did they not know that they were Sebastian's kind of like goons? They run up and be like, "Oh, we got a swarm situation. You're gonna have to abandon your post. You're gonna have to help us with it." And Daryl's like. We just got our orders mm-hmm. and they're relatively new in the position. I feel like they should have just spun back and just checked with the commander. Be like, hey, we're kind of new here. Yeah. I don't know exactly what the chain of command is. Uh, do you want us to go deal with this swarm? But like every single way they take the dumb decision, like uh, Sebastian threatens his kids. Daryl's about to gut him. Rosita's like, you're just going to have us do this one thing, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the way this stuff always works. Of it's course, that's the way blackmail works. Yeah. People are. I feel like Daryl and Rosita are smarter and stronger than this, and they'd almost rather go down swinging than get embroiled into this soft 
you know, power thing that Hornsby's <laughs> dealing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what they could pretty easily kill these two troopers in Sebastian. As oh, well I think so. In this situation. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If they, if they really think all these people are dirty, I feel like Daryl just would have, but yeah. yeah, and then you just kill him and you pull a Mercer. You just kill him and you right. walk back to base and be like, well, we patrolled our zone. Everything's fine. Oh, these two guys. Oh, wow, that's that's too bad. I wonder what happened to him. Mm-hmm. I, I did think it was funny when they got all gutted up. Yeah. That there's conspicuous handprints on, I think, Daryl's ass armor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Rosita, what are you doing? Yeah, I think that's is really funny. It's like a really prominent ass print uh, where it's not smeared at all. It's just like somebody gave mm-hmm. him like a good luck smack with the with the, the zombie <laughs> guts. Uh, it really tickled me. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so they go inside the house. They find the panic room, but the power's down. So the door won't unlock. Turns out there's a woman named April inside the panic room. She was sent to get cash, uh, but things went bad and she locked herself inside. And with the power off, she wasn't able to get out. So Daryl tells Rosita to stay with her while he works on turning the power back on. Uh, yeah, there's Pretty terrible shit. There's, I guess, more to this woman than than the episode than this episode lets on. Uh, unless you recognize her name, unless you went through the list that was slid under Connie's door name by name and oh, recognize, oh, there's an April on it. This might be one of those people on that list. That list might be, well, that list might be people who were sent on these missions. That might, list Holy might be people shit. with debts to pay, people who yeah, made mistakes, or, like who Lance have says. disappeared in society. Yeah, I forgot that Connie was even doing an investigation. It's been right? so long since we checked in on it. Yeah, I did too. Um, I happened to be reading a, a post on this from somebody and yeah, just found that out. But that's okay. That's intriguing. Yeah, no, it seems like this is a scandal that's about ready to bust wide open. Seems like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it'd be shocking. And, all, and crucially, you've got some people, you know, if you want to do like a military coup, it seems like you got Mercer one foot and four toes over onto your side. You know, you just got like the pinky yeah. uh, for Commonwealth loyalty. And uh, when are we getting back around slipping? to there are literally dozens of us, uh, the, the whole resistance movement? When are we getting back around to that? Because that's been... That, that's a thing that Tyler just said. And we saw yeah. Rosita raid like a resistance location, but that was it. And it's been episodes now. Do you think Mercer is part of the resistance secretly? Mm. And he's kind of like Maybe. progressively testing the waters more and more with Rosita and Daryl to see if they can be trusted. Maybe that's, that's a possibility I'd say. Cause he's definitely Cause not. Like, on board with everything going on if not i bet his sister is mm-hmm. and i bet that that's going to be but but yeah it seems i i don't think i don't think uh we're meant to forget that and i don't think the show has either there's probably going to be as soon as our group wakes because like that's what always been the question uh it neatly answers it uh how does this group of ragtag alexandrians take on a, a town of fifty thousand? Well, yeah. there's already resistance that they can then conveniently be the leaders of somehow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, probably because they got combat experience, all that stuff. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, how about in, you know, next episode, the finale of this part of the season, whatever, when they roll up to Maggie at the hilltop, if the like 50 troopers that are with them all just pull off their helmets and say, we're the resistance. And then Mercer is Take, yeah, turned. Yeah. 
take and take Hornsby prisoner. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> literally their entire army is resistance. They just don't know it because everybody's wearing helmets. <laughs> I think that's. I think. It, I. I think something like that is going to happen. I think Maggie yeah. and Daryl are going to collude and make this a big thing. And um, yeah, take these people by surprise. And but but you, it, they have to have some kind of local resistance. It's the only way they'd have enough people to. Mm-hmm. To make any kind of effective change, to lead a revolution. So, oh yeah, that part of the season not not especially stupid. No, no, it's not. It's just it's been off the show's radar for a little while now. Also, another thing off the radar, like you said, Connie hasn't been uh, in the show for a while. But where the hell is Yumiko? Yeah, she's she's in the State Department. Did, She's got to be seeing this at a high level, right? I, why aren't we seeing it at a high level too? Like yeah. they should be showing I, us what's going on in the COVID. State Department. With yeah, the nah. real answer. If you notice that all these episodes have this, like two or three main people, and mm-hmm. they're completely isolated from everybody else. And you know, whenever they get together, everybody they're all outside in a big set, like Alexandria, uh, coming and going. So they're not going to stick together. It's sure. I think they're doing the best they can, but this is, it's, 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 I mean, it used to be a budget limit, but I think now it's a COVID limitation to where it feels like that's an integral piece. The the thing that they definitely need to be showing us and we're not seeing any of it, which makes me worry that, well, a, all that time spent with Eugene is, too much too much they could have done (laughs) they could have done half an episode a full episode with yumiko and we would have well here's the other thing is okay you got to shoot it that way there's Mm -hmm. nothing saying you got to edit it that way like why can't we get all these things threaded together so we don't have to do all this uh, last week two weeks ago two hours from 17 minutes from now like just just stitch it together um yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm, and I'm it not sure why. Be they... Any more blatant? It's not like oh, that would give away the game, right? Because we're already giving away the game. Yeah, we already know. Um, I, I just need to see that element of it, like what's going on in the rooms of power here. Yeah, I wish we just had a moment where we thought uh, a non-idiot uh, show watcher could think that you know what, the Commonwealth actually is a pretty good idea and a neat place. Mm-hmm. And have some of the Alexander stalwarts um, have like like have a true civil war where like some of them are like I don't understand what you see like do you understand how much yeah. better this place is but they they could do that but they're they're not and I I think that's I think that's disappointing yeah and they they might take I thought away, that's what they're gonna do oh they might take away our lands they might take away uh mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know our, our our record players food but they'll never take our records yeah. <laughs> uh all right negan tells the alexandrians that he's married now and then gabriel tries to claim that the commonwealth is different from other places but lydia disagrees she thinks they're just as shitty as whispers and then annie calls to tell negan they need to move can i ask you why lydia is turned 180 degrees she left two episodes ago to join up with the Commonwealth because Hilltop sucks so bad. Uh-huh. And she sees one shady detachment of special forces guys doing some shady shit. And she's, she's like, oh, this out. is I've seen it all. This is bad. This is bad. Like, she, man, you, uh, let me tell you about this place called the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have black ops guys doing shady shit that we wouldn't approve of of citizens. And it's uh, yeah, I that's yeah. the other thing is like, man, I thought they were going to do some kind of interesting, smart CIA allegory of 
like it, finding these smaller, weaker places and just exploiting the shit out of them mm-hmm. uh, to main to, to, to it's like, yeah, you think it's bad being a table waiter in the Commonwealth or wait until you see what it's like to live on one of their fucking opium farms or right, one of their right. cash transfers facilities because they're essentially slaves and they're giving that up just to make Toby an mm-hmm. insane alcoholic yeah. for a two episode stretch like every single time I'm like, you know what? This is kind of this is some Iran Contra <laughs> shit they're going to pull. Nope. <laughs> No fucking way. None mm-hmm. of these people live through that. They have no memory of it. It's just bad. Okay. Yeah. Um. I, I don't mind this scene aside from the Lydia stuff. Yeah. I think that's a little silly, but, uh, you know, N- Negan giving looks here worrying about, okay, what is Annie going to tell Maggie about, or what is Maggie going to tell Annie about his past? Um, is what we're supposed to be thinking, but then yes. the, the episode just totally undermines that, right? Like, yes, she already knows it all. So why is Negan giving looks here? I, I guess if I'm being charitable, because I had the same thing. Like, I'm like, oh, God, Negan has tried. He's going to. And I thought maybe ne- Maggie would tell her some things that she mm-hmm. found shocking and didn't know. But she would still kind of take the say, so, you know what? I've done shitty things. And that's not. I, I know that the man I've been living with for somewhere between 12 weeks and six months is not that man anymore. You can't, you know. Yeah, they play it up like Negan's really swap. If I if I put on my charity hat on, I mm. think you could say he still thinks it's unfortunate that his wife is going to have to deal with, you know, the direct consequences of his shitty actions. Okay. You know, like it's got to be unpleasant and uncomfortable to have the widow of the the man you killed and the son that you're entrusted with being like, did you like, you know, let me tell you about what it was like to watch Glenn Ree's brains be beat out and his eyeball dislocated and like that. Yeah, it would be fun. So maybe he's just worried like, ah, oh, shit, man, Annie, boy, she's getting paired off with this Wolverine. that's going to going to really take it to her hard and I can't protect her from it. And blah. yeah, I could see that. Yeah, uh, I do like where they've put Negan's character though um, mm-hmm. like Negan is just a totally changed guy right uh, his I don't know if his time in the the cells of Alexandria were the sole cause of this but or if like being around these people who are better than he was uh, is the real reason but Negan being worried about this and, and Negan having told her everything is not the Negan of the past it's not even close Right, and the 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 bigger problem who's involved and and understands that like this, if he is gonna have a a relationship with this woman, it can't be one of that starts with deceit, right? Yeah, and I I actually think that the Negan arc is one of the things the show has done the best, even with the missteps with having Maggie and him being you know more openly antagonistic than I think they probably should have for the sake of good drama. It's still one of the better one of the better things they've done for sure. I think so. But also now that we're talking about it, if Annie knows all this shit, why does she volunteer Negan for babysitting duty? She says these people, they, someone needs to stay with these people that they can trust. Well, if she knows all the, she knows all the history of Negan and these people. Why in the hell would she say that? I'm not connecting the dots here. What's what's wrong with that? Annie tells Negan, because Negan says, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with you to clear out the apartment. She goes, no, you need to stay here. Mm-hmm. You need to. Someone needs to stay with these people that they trust. And everyone oh, in the room the looks around. The, and, yeah. Her every, people. Every, 
Yeah. Oh, her people. I thought she was saying this about because like any number of her people are there to protect them. Sure. Like it's like who is the strangers that need to feel safe? They don't feel and like I fighters, felt- though. I, I feel like none of these people are fighters. These people are just hmm. somehow somehow soft and i don't get that because this is a community of 40 and there's no fucking way anybody in a 40 strong community could be soft could be this soft yeah yeah Uh, but yeah they seem like the you know the i don't know protection quest in some video game where like they're totally defenseless and the only Mm -hmm. negan can help them okay I, like I said, I, I thought it, they, she was talking about the Alexander people because everyone, all the Alexanders it look around be. the room like, oh, yeah, we don't trust this guy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. And that's before uh, little Herschel shows up. Yeah, you might be right. I might have misread that. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about Herschel. He it turns out Herschel hitched a ride to this building with Maggie in her cart. And I'm not actually sure how he even ends up in here but we'll talk about it Negan finds him and then he just kills walks a in mom that can in. I have a juice box it's been a couple hours I'm thirsty <laughs> I guess the east exit was open because Gabriel and Negan killed those guys so maybe yeah. he did just walk in I uh, did like Negan looking out the window and being like oh shit and I'm thinking my god what's happened the zombies have broken through they've encircled uh, like what's going and it's just Herschel mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just Herschel showing up <laughs> and he realizes what a fucking pain in the ass this is going to be yeah there's just a bunch of logistics like okay so he got into the cart how did he get into the cart without anybody seeing him they took a truck they drove a truck oh, right it here. was a truck uh, right so, so, so they the drive back, out the there, back. they spot yeah. Aaron, Herschel, you know, stays in his truck while they're talking to Aaron. Then they yep. drive even further to the building or. Right. And Herschel or, still or maybe they hidden. walked to the building because because yeah. Aaron ran out of the woods, not too far from where that building was. So maybe they just stayed parked mm-hmm. there. How did he follow them to the building without being spotted? I could follow the gunshots. I'm assuming if anybody's soft, this kid's soft. Yeah, all and these gunshots are not bringing in walkers about, that that will. Eh, hmm. it, it does make sense that he doesn't because there was this whole thing with uh, Judith and Gracie where they're talking about adults and they promise they'll always be back and that they lie. And he mm-hmm. was kind of like unsure about her leaving. A, I, I think it makes a lot of sense for him to sneak and want to do this. But yeah. but you're right. Like it doesn't make uh, it doesn't make a whole ton of sense about how it all worked out. I mean, maybe it does. We just aren't shown any of it. But, but. who? I want to know who did Maggie entrust with Herschel? Because that's the yeah. real problem. No one. Like, she why? entrusted the entire hilltop to Herschel. Is what happened. Oh, she's well, like, you're the, the man now, dog. To, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you need someone that important. But like, I, I always think that's the the real kicker. Is like, who is responsible for the children in a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Like, that's a really. I mean, look at the shitty really teens. No job, one, you know, no one. Yeah. They let these teens grow up as wild as well, they want to be. Well, they get to be, be shitty teens who gives a fuck. But while you're still yeah. a child, until you're shaven, until your balls drop, uh, <sighs> you probably need some supervision in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, at least that's what I think. I feel like you don't get to be a shitty teen unless you've had lack of supervision, right? Mm, that's probably a leading indicator. Yeah, because these these shitty teens are not just shitty; they're also totally unprepared for the world outside. Yeah, uh, the cruel. That's the problem. I mean, yeah, but we're we're just talking kind of shitty teen. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is, man. True. All right, Annie tells Maggie that she's pregnant with Negan's baby, and Negan calls to tell Maggie that Herschel's here. 
Negan says, don't worry, I'll protect Herschel while you continue on the mission. Maggie's worried about him being with Negan, obviously. And Annie says she knows all about his past and she's okay with it because shit happens. She's 12 weeks pregnant. Shit happens, man. I t- apparently. I you fast. Yeah. 12 Negan's weeks. He's going to be an old fast. man dad in the apocalypse. Woof. <laughs> yeah, it's rough at the best of times. Yeah. yeah, I got 55 years old and there's siren <laughs> children. Man, you're going to, oof, that's a, that's a. But this did um, have me, I, I, you know, I started to do the math in my head. I'm like, okay, if if it's yeah. 12 weeks, we're like three months in. We know the flashback is six months later. So there's a three month window here where everything else has to have happened. And then I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, what, what are you are doing? You, doing, you, doing you idiot. Show? Right. Just, you're gonna, you're just sit down and shut up, man. Watch the show. Carrie Matheson, Homeland yarn board going <laughs> to try to connect the dots. And, you no, know, I end do, up like Eugene math, with a fucking mullet. Yeah, uh, I I actually like the speech. I, I always like it. Um, you know, like how do you live with yourself when you've done something shitty? Because it's like you know, this is uh, from Breaking Bad to Walking Dead. It's like you just kind of have to find a way that like yeah, you you always did the best you could with the materials and the knowledge you had at the at hand at the time, and you know better now, and you wouldn't do it again, and you're trying to be mm-hmm. better. That's all you can. That's kind of what sucks about life is like. For big things, you can't really forgive and forget and atone. It's just you gotta you gotta live with it and know you're not that person anymore. Uh, Especially with a mistake that has those consequences, right? Like you can't yes. bring back Glenn. You can't no. give this kid and, a father again. Like, and that's a big mistake. I mean, that's like uh, that's uh, oh, I was just a warlord for a couple of years there. Oh, I went through a warlord phase in my life, you know, uh, <laughs> right. At, uh, wild, but unless you just said like the uh, the only two solutions like just lay down and die right now sure. because you're you know or or find a way to to keep on and, and do better um, yeah. so I, I like how um I, I like how they talked about that and it's also good because i don't think they've done this development of maggie and negan very well but this this is if they had this is the kind of scene that yeah. nudges maggie into the right direction the totally. fact that negan you know he is the man now that you can trust with your child and uh, when he he's gets proven it out, several times and i think maggie has always been side-eyeing him right like he's only under yes he's he's only being a decent person here because he's under the thumb of alexandria and as soon as right. the pressure is let off of him he will recoil like a fucking spring right back into negan mode and start his shit all over again but now we see a case where that's not true he's gone out he's been on his own for at least 12 weeks and he's embedded himself in a group of people who <laughs> yeah yeah also <laughs> he's penetrated this this group uh and he seems like he's he's turned into uh he's not turned back into a shitbag right like i think you know i made jokes but that's a solid point that this is a ref you like yeah if negan wanted to start up the warlord band this would have been the prime chance to do it and but also there's a little ambiguity because ian is a maniac Right. Um, so, like, there's also kind of like, well, maybe Negan found stability in a place where he didn't have to out maniac a maniac. Or, right. But like, right. yes, it's good. It's it's good. Yeah. And the more they show these people being decent, uh, you know, aside from their crazy ass leader, uh, it, it just comes more into focus. So. And I, I, you might find out that that was a part that Ian played. Anytime they made new contact, they, right. like they got these skulls, and he talks about the thing, and he plays his part, and you know how they react to that tells them what, like, because there's all kind, you know, Rick had to throw you in jail and ask you your three questions uh-huh. while he's getting a telephone from his call from his dead wife, like. <laughs> 
some crazy shit some crazy shit you you vet people crazy but i i wonder if we'll find out because yeah if if that's all subterfuge or some way to sneak out especially since turns out they were right and these people were there to hurt them for no damn good reason um yeah that would make a lot of sense one of those things that yeah, like i said I'm, I'm looking i'm looking for ways that they can they can they can stick some of these landings sure. uh because so far we got a sprung wrist and a broken ankle i don't i don't know if we're gonna stick them all <laughs> All right, Negan tells Herschel how he used to be a good man. Uh, or, sorry, not a good man. He's a good man now. He used to be a bad man. And Herschel pulls a gun on him, figuring he must be the guy who killed his dad. Because, uh, you know, all bad men killed his dad, apparently. Negan tells Herschel that he might deserve to die, but the people hiding with him don't. And if he fires, he'll give away their location. So Herschel puts down the gun and runs off. There's a good scene. I'm, I'm, man. This is the lament of The Walking Dead is how good their actors are on average. Yes. And how oh yeah, the material they're given just isn't up to par with their abilities. Uh, although this no, scene, I, I think, comes pretty close. I, th- I think this is a well-written scene. It's kind of like I've been watching um, The Gilded Age, and I think the same thing. Like, my God, look at these amazing actors given just complete drivel to work with. <laughs> But yeah, Walking Dead throughout its career, uh, its runtime has had just a plus talent that's able to, you know, that's the exciting thing about watching shows. Like when they get a hold of something, they really knock it out of the park. And this almost gets there. I, I think the big problem is they directed Herschel like he is a child who's held a gun for the first time in his life. I don't believe the son of Maggie Gee, who has grown up on the road, menaced by zombies and people alike, has never held a gun before. Yeah. And is is and is is holding it like a, a sweaty six year old that's had too much pop rocks and Mountain Dew. Like he's just jittering with it and he can't hold it straight. Like I he can he might be nervous, but he should be able to hold the gun. I really right. do think. It's and like, the scene would have worked better if I thought that this kid was really close to pulling the trigger. But like I at no point thought that that was going to be the case. Yeah, if Negan had killed Rick and this was Judith, it would have been even better. Uh, Judith holding the gun to the guy. Yeah. I'm sweating for Negan. Uh huh. Um. But but I but like it, these moments are are the important moments in the evolution of a character like Negan, right? I I think yeah. it's impossible to tell the full story that they want to tell about Negan's reform without it just through plot mechanics. And and you can do things like like I was saying, like him showing up here twelve weeks and not being an asshole shows yeah. that a little bit but to get mm-hmm. to the true remorse that he feels you've got to get inside his head and he's got to speak it to you in a believable way and man he does in this scene i i feel he everything does. that negan probably feels in this scene and that's just that like even the even the shades of things like it's fucked up that yep. i got a kid holding a gun to me and he's got he's he's right like he's got i, I put myself right here yeah like yeah. this is look at my life this look is, at my choices <laughs> right yeah. the consequences the chicken's coming on the roost it's it's really strong, really strong scene. It's also great because, like, as like there's an electricity in the room, as more and more people like, oh my god, there's kids pulled a gun on this mm-hmm. dude, and uh, and and you know Negan appealing. I like, guess the thing is like, I wish I believed that Herschel Jr. would blow his brains out because it would have made the moment of Herschel, yeah, you know, making the choice like you're right, I can't kill you because it would put all these other good people at risk. <laughs> he pulls out a knife and, and I slits his throat. Yeah, and stabs him instead. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm gonna bleed you slow and quiet, old man. Stick, stick, stick. Puts stick, his hand yeah. over his mouth. 
cradles yeah, into the ground. Yeah, all you got to do is not scream. Yeah. Don't scream, asshole. You don't want to give these good people away. You're the- yeah, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Chop, chop. This kid is just, just shivin' him like it's something out of Oz. Uh, uh, yeah, if he pulled a sharpened toothbrush on him, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 all right, let's move on to Daryl finding the power system and turning it back on and some walkers attack him. The obligatory walker fight here and he fights him off. Uh, uh, what do you think of the boy. dark, the dark uh, strobe light lit zombie fight? We've seen a couple dark room zombie fights. Um, I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed watching Daryl take on like four or five walkers at a time with yeah. weapons that uh, are not super effective. Right. Why? Why? Does he start removing his armor? I, this the is fight? the thing I don't understand because he seems pretty protected and then he pulls off his chest piece or whatever, right? And that's ah, too too restrictive. Ah! Is is that the thing? Like, like a once collar. a trooper loses its guns, it's just like a turtle on its back. It can't do anything. I don't know. He's got those Batman spikes and I'm like, uh-huh. but he took off his Batman spikes so he can start hitting the walkers with it. But like it's strapped to your arm, dude. Right. And like, okay, them. that makes sense. But why your chest piece? I don't know. And you're like, the, <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was really weird. And it's weird because like then it be, the next scene, it's like makes a lot of sense to like divvy up the armor so you can equally cover everyone the guts before they. But, <laughs> but like, why is he taking off the armor before that? I, I just there's a lot of things that just didn't really make sense. Maybe if like Daryl come in and she's like, "What happened to your army?" He's like, "I move better with it." Like I thought that's stupid, but like, okay, Dar- I could see Daryl right. being like, "Ah, I'm a Conan the Barbarian. I just fight in a chainmail bikini and you know yeah. anything else. Full plate armor, pff, just slow me down." I needed like a, a really stirring soundtrack here, and I needed him to reach behind himself and pull off his back piece to reveal mm-hmm. underneath the angel wings and then the, the ah, crescendo of the music and then he goes in yes, ass kicking mode. the only things you see in the gloom, the, the illuminated <laughs> right. wings, yeah. That yes. one blue, bright blue wing, yeah. <laughs> Would have been amazing. Uh, it, also an incredibly dangerous thing to do here, using pliers as a fuse. No uh, shit. There's a lot of power going through that circuit. At best, you buy yourself a little bit of time to open this door before the the whole fucking system melts because that Probably. fuse blew for a reason, right? It didn't just like, well, I thought it might be a safety blow. interlock, you know, like it outside on your air conditioner. They got that big block of copper that you can just unplug to just take it all the power out of it. I thought it was like one of okay. those that was missing. Yeah. So be. like it's designed to be bridged, but gotcha. Yeah, and maybe that's the case. Uh, maybe this is not a fuse box. That and I'm not an electrician. And I, I guess the, the shortest path in the circuit still between. But like, I don't. Just just hailing bare ass pliers and jabbing it in there. I don't know why it wasn't going through Daryl to the ground. Uh, yeah, probably should. But again, I'm not an electrician. I would I would uh, stay away to stay away from that much power. Daryl's hands are so calloused; they're just perfect insulators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no path to ground there. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to Rosita opening the panic room and Daryl attempting to pop the safe open. Unfortunately, alarm goes off, uh, attracting the attention of every walker in the vicinity into the house. Rosita shuts off the alarm. Daryl gets the safe open. They load up the cash, cover cover April's wrists in blood, I guess. And then she's not nearly blood enough. Give her your wrist guards. Give Mm -hmm. her your... I don't know. And then prepare to exit the room. Then Mercer and Carol show up outside. 
Mercer sorts through the situation and then they get up and go. Uh, oh, and April gets caught on a walker and they have to fight their way out and she's killed. Jim, Whew, a lot of you stuff have here. a guy circa what? 2005 is when the world falls, something around there. Early 2000s. It can't be because they have iPhone 4s. So it's got to be like late 2000s at earliest. So you got late 2000s, uh, huge ass mansion, super rich guy to the extent that he's got a panic room. Mm-hmm. Within that panic room resides a safe that can be jimmied open with a fucking crowbar. Yeah. That guy really cheaped out. Like, even those safes you can get at Sam's Club, I don't mm-hmm. think you can crowbar open. I really don't. <laughs> I don't think you can crowbar something like a, a, an inch and a half. That's true. He did destroy a tank single-handedly. It's true. Uh, so, if anybody can do it, but, like, I'm like, <laughs> God damn, that, this is no fucking way. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, every time I watch Ocean's Eleven now, it's like, you just, no, nah, just fuck all that shit with the, the Chinese acrobat and stuff. All you need is a crowbar in like 10 <laughs> seconds, man. <laughs> right. No problem. Yeah. Flimsy safe, for sure. Yeah. Uh, also, the guts. Uh, the guts are flimsy, man. What happened to the days of hanging entrails and, like, that would get you through the crowd. But we've now, talked about, now yeah. they literally just put blood on her wrists. Yeah, yeah. Because all that other blood she's covered in is dry as fuck. It's like perfume. You put it it on uh, your pulse spot on your neck. Uh You put it on your wrist. You rub them together. And you missed missed some zombie blood. And you walk (laughs) Walk through the cloud. Yeah. (laughs) You're good to go. Apparently. Apparently. And they they put it on their... (laughs) They spread it on their armor, right? Just like little streaks of blood and whatever. Yeah. Nice ass prints. Nothing on their faces. Nothing on their heads. Like... This is the halfest asses of blood, of guts covering I've ever seen, man. Well, you know, the viewers at home won't want to fuck Daryl and or Rosita if they're covered in zombie guts on their face. And Yes, uh, they will. You know. are you kidding? The people who are still watching this show are going to want to fuck them no matter. want to fuck them more. Yeah. 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 Let's know. get gutted up. It bothers me. I like how there's a fr- it's a phrase now. We got to get gutted up. Mm-hmm. Everybody gut up. Let's get out of here. Gut up and go. Get up and go. That's that's <laughs> like uh, I'm always perplexed when I'm uh, driving around the, the country. I was out in Colorado a couple weeks ago, and they have they have convenience stores called Come and Go. They sure and do. I don't, I don't understand how that passed go. I don't understand how yeah. that like got through where someone came up with a logo. And but like if if, if we have a post apocalypse, I, I nominate the the C store chain to be Gut and Go. I mean. In California, they have fast food restaurants called In and Out. So it's it's still not as like come and go. <laughs> sure, you know I'm with you. Let's just have white teardrop things coming off the logo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe an eggplant or two emoji. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Just lean into it. Sure. <laughs> Uh, all right. Oh, also, yes. Of course, uh, the, the, the fucking new girl. We're talking about the the, the relative softness of people. April. Yeah. I don't. I don't buy it. I don't buy that you can get your dra- your your strap caught and you you knife one zombie and then it's like you're almost surprised it works and then two others turn your way and you just go screaming down and you die like that. There was combat for like all of ten seconds and it was over and she couldn't keep a zombie from biting her wearing armor. Mm-hmm. On her arms, on her wrist, yeah. Just shove that, shove that armor in the. You got your Batman mouth. shit. I don't, I don't, I do not. Un, I don't understand. I, I even, even like no one in the Commonwealth was born in the Commonwealth. Certainly not this woman. She spent some time running around screaming from zombies. Like I, 
I feel like no place has the fat anymore in terms of people that just lose their shit at the sight of zombies. I mean, everybody's kind of been skeleton. It's just raw skeleton bone and muscle masses left in these communities. Yeah, you would think so. But, but uh, poor April. She's the stand in for the 40 people that have died for these three bags of cash. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Maggie and Annie have a near encounter with Toby who says they found the guns or they're going to find the guns in the next hour or they're going to burn this place to the ground. And Maggie calls Gabriel to say she has a plan. You think he's getting drunk one pinky lick at a time? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's just, just he's. Hmm. Yeah, because he's starting to slosh and slur and stagger. I wonder if he's like just not taking gulps or if he's still just you know just keep on tonguing that pinky. Sure. And he he does it. He goes up. He has to go up to a trooper to truly get off. He's got to go up to a trooper and do it right in their face. This uh, I forget. Just for people that are not watching the show but just listening, this guy's tick is he's got a bottle of whiskey and he's not he's an alcoholic, so he's not drinking. What he does is he sticks his pinky, gets it wet, suck and and, and, and sucks it off. Yeah, comes and goes. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> gives it the yeah. all in and out. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But somehow he's done that to where he's uh, just like like starting to knock his knees walking. Apparently. Uh. So Toby searches an apartment and he finds the secret door, but fortunately for the hiders here, Gabriel and Aaron draw Toby's attention back to the rooftop. Someone sneaks up behind the troopers, takes them out. Toby calls for help. Nobody's coming. He tries to calm everybody down, but nobody is interested in hearing it. And Aaron shoots him off the roof, paralyzing him. And then the pile of walkers that he created below eats him. Is that was a, a hell of a death for a character that I didn't feel like they'd quite earn. I was, uh, I quit don't your know. fucking I whining. Done... You've got, you've got your guts protected. I don't want to hear it. I've seen so much worse deaths. Like, <laughs> oh, a couple of walkers gnawing on your jawbone. Nobody gives a shit, man. Would, I've would seen you people rather... with their entrails wrapped around their neck and choked out with them. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. They're going to have to eat him through his armpits and groin, man. It's the only way in. Yeah, they're taking neck bites. It's, it's a simple, neck easy bites. death. He got off easy, man. Uh, I I just feel like I don't know. I feel like that this guy could have been an interesting prota- uh, antagonist. Yeah, and I'm surprised they killed him when they did. A dangerous antagonist, like the mm-hmm. only one in Commonwealth that I respect, other than Mercer, who seems like he's on our side. Yeah, um, it seems a shame to get rid of him and have him deteriorate so fastly. Like, mm-hmm. man, he gets out of this. He gets he he really was white knuckling this post apocalypse alcoholism thing. Yeah, and have him quoting from like the AA Bible right as they're about to throw him up. Like, oh, wisdom. You know, God grant me the strength to change the things I can, the huh. patience to deal okay. with and, and the wisdom to know the difference. And then <laughs> five Just seconds later, away. yeah, God grant you the, the patience for this one, sir. Yeah, there's no wisdom that's going to help you in the moment the zombies are eating your chin. Yeah, they could have done a lot with the ex-CIA mm-hmm. agent analyst doing running, running guns and drugs and money. Uh, to to uh, colonize communities that have puppet governments and banana. They could have done a lot of interesting things with that. I, I wonder I wonder what they will. Uh, they're, they're clearly making room for something even more interesting, even better. Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> I trust him. All right. Daryl's group brings the money back to Sebastian's guys. Mercer decides they don't deserve to live and kills them both. Then Mercer tells him to they have to give the money to Sebastian and he'll smuggle it in for him. 
Yeah, this is this is kind of the turn, I, I think, for Mercer. Like, I've always been kind of on the fence with how far is he willing to go here. And it seems like, you know, with the killing of Sebastian's guys, he's kind of picked a side. No, he's like a Tom Clancy protagonist. He's like, you know, he'll go along with the system because he does follow orders and he's a military guy and he trusts the chain of command. But by mm-hmm. God, you offend his personal sense of justice and then it's over. He'll you know, jack like, Ryan uh, your ass. I, that's not a it's thing. That's right. Get, he'll, he'll, yeah, he'll John Clark your ass. He'll, he'll, hmm. he's, yeah, you, you use 40 civilians just to slake your naked appetite. That's not going to sit well with him. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's, he's done, he's, he's had enough. Um, I'm very curious to see where this goes because I think Mercer is like of the new guys. He's kind of my favorite. He's badass uh-huh. looking. He's got a cool backstory. He's like stoic. He's got an interesting relationship with his uh, sister. Like, how did he rise so high? Was he a genuine true believer? Are we going to get a flashback? I would love a flashback of Mercer coming up across this place and getting integrated to it. Oh, you know, sure. This is an yeah. honorable, capable man and has gotten to the, uh, like so like has uh, the, the the slow boil frog phase in with him and we're already in a rapidly boiling pot when we arrive i, I would i would like something like that because i i'm really fascinated by this mercer guy yeah me too uh all right sebastian shows up at trooper hq to collect his booty giving daryl and rosita a cut and then he smarms off back to whatever hole he crawled out of fuck this guy yeah and uh yeah, he's so oblivious or like not oblivious, just so far above it that he doesn't even yeah. care that people think he's a shit bag because he thinks he's untouchable. Mm-hmm. And everybody looks at Mercer. And I wrote in my notes, it's absolutely unbelievable that Daryl sides against Maggie at this point. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, it's clear at this point that that will be a rope. Unless it's literally kind. under duress. Like, yeah. I'm going to kill Judith and Grace and everybody else uh, in in my power unless you go and take Maggie. And mm-hmm. But even then, like, I don't know, man. I don't think I don't he'd be willing Darryl. to kill her. I think he'd be willing to, under those circumstances, imprison her, maybe. With the hope of getting her out <laughs> sooner. Rather than later, but it's putting her into like this uh, this uh, prison situation. I don't know. I think he'd almost rather die than lead the force to do that. Maybe he remembers how prison is. I'm sure. But I think more likely they're going to come up with a way to communicate and work out a resistance, and it's all going to be a, yeah. a put. And I wish I wasn't. I wish I was actually somewhat concerned about how this would go, and it's a real civil war fit situation. But I just, I don't see it now. All right, Lance tries to raise Toby on the walkie, but there's no answer. Then Carol pays him a visit. She tells him about Sebastian's cash missions, and Lance is happy to hear that they got the money because he's in on it. Uh, and he's sent you know, all the others because they made mistakes and they can't let their system of order break down. And Carol tells Lance what he wants to hear and then leaves with a look. Yeah, it reminds me of part in like the Prince of Egypt where like Moses has learned the truth about how the Israelites, the quote unquote truth about how the Israelites were enslaved by the Egyptians. And he's like, you know, went into the hall of secrets and he's uncovered his grim secret and the Pharaoh comes up and you think he's going to like say something to make it make sense. Right. And, you know, Moses is waiting. He's like, your dad, you know, you didn't just kill all my people for no goddamn reason. And like, you know, he's got this haunted look. He's like, you don't understand. They grew so numerous. We were afraid. And then Moses knows, oh, Jesus Christ, it's all. Ah, I'm surprised Hornsby goes full on Pharaoh here. I was like, we just got to understand, Carol. This is the way things got to be like. 
I feel like I'm watching Breaking Bad right now again because you're making references that I'm not privy to. I've not seen The Prince of Egypt. Have you not seen The Prince of Thieves? Or no, I'm sorry, The Prince of Egypt. No, I've not. Oh my god! Okay, well, uh, <laughs> I feel like your bridge over I, I, I river. I think I gave enough context right for you to get what I'm trying to you say did. here. T- totally, but... totally. But, you're, <laughs> but like the lead-in, I was very puzzled. I'm like, okay, Moses. Yeah, I know who that is. It seems it seems weird that he came come, just goes all in with like, yes, I'm complicit with this thing that you're up. And yeah. like, it's weird because Carol approached him as a concerned citizen, and she switches into mm-hmm. like cooking Carol mode, but. I mean, yeah, she switches into like seems... I, I'm a potential ally for you. Yes, mode which, or at worst, I'm just a housewife with no opinions. Sure, Although you can't sure. you can't really pull that with Hornsby because he knows you're more than that. But uh-huh. I it's it's one of those things where like I don't feel like the writers put in any effort into creating the kind of subterfuge that they were obviously trying to create with the acting and the music. It's, and it makes so, Hornsby not yeah. self-aware. Like, does he think, I don't know. I guess that's the question. It's like, um, these people on the top, did they, do they really believe that this is all right and just and good? And that everyone, if, if anyone understood, they, they would agree with him. If I could just explain the situation, everybody would be on board. I don't know. Maybe that's what they think. Yeah. I, I want everybody who comes into Lance's office to walk up and stir his whiskey with their pinky and then lick it off. I want, I wanted Carol to do that in this scene. Uh, I would like to see Aaron do that with his mace, maybe like dip one of the Mm. tips of a spike in there and then Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. just suck that off. That'd be pretty good. Specially made long spike. Yeah. Yeah. A stirring spike. You gotta have at least one long spike. Oh yeah. Uh, Negan tells Herschel to go home, grow up and then come find him in a few years and they'll settle the beef they have. Maggie returns. They, they just ripped this off from Kill Bill Volume One, right? This Apparently, is the bride yeah. sitting down with uh, the. Now the, you're the, speaking my. Now I get the references. Okay, so you've actually seen a movie. Okay, that's interesting. As a yeah. podcaster that covers these things, uh, the Prince no, of I, Egypt. Ninety percent of our audience hasn't seen the Prince of Egypt. Oh, that is bullshit. Oh, watching dead at baldmove.com. Yep, let's just have an in. impromptu poll here. And, and let's not be uh, lazy people who have not. I know you're sitting at home. You're, you're, you're. Yo, yo, stand up for your not having yeah, seen Prince of Egypt yeah. brother here. He's Help desperate. Me out here. He needs aid. Help me out here. Uh, Maggie returns and asks Herschel what Negan said, but he's not telling. And Aaron and Gabriel go back to the Commonwealth and they're wondering who stole the weapons. And then we get a flashback yeah. two weeks ago. Somebody else killed the troopers and took the weapons. I think it's Leah. It's hard oh, it's to totally tell. Leah. I'm pretty sure it's Leah, but yeah, it was a weird yeah. shot. Of her. I don't know. It is. It is like this heroic kind of like or villainous, like uh, she's slitting some person's throat between her legs. And it kind of pans up and up and up. And mm-hmm. plus, like she's had like three different hairstyles. I know she looks very thought- different here. She was like redhead brunette in the, the <laughs> were first introduced, and then she's yeah. uh, brunette rather, and then she's like a, a, a peroxide blonde, and now she, I don't know she got dirt and blood in it going, but it is yeah, it is definitely it is definitely Leah. Oh, totally. Um, and uh, the thing is, is the weapons are red herring because there is it's either a big shipment of drugs or probably cash that Hornsby is going to use to destabilize the, the, the economy or I don't know, bring, bring Commonwealth to heal or start his new empire. Yeah. Definitely cash is what he's been driving for. He was happy that they found it. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm curious what Leah's plan is here. She's sure picking at the edges of the Commonwealth for what purpose? Because that's I the don't thing. Know. Like, what is? Because she's a lone is, like, wolf now, right? Like, I think there's two. Is th- no, she was the only one that made it out of there alive, isn't isn't she? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know, because like my objection of how Alexandria Hilltop and Oceanside are going to stand against these people is tenfold when I say, what is Leah with a crate full of weapons going to do? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Although I did see Carol take down a whole cannibal cult with just a bottle rocket and a machine gun. So that's, that's true. But that was Carol. That's that's true. I don't know if Leah's any kind of Carol. We'll see. Is that it? That's it. Are we ready to get into feedback? Let's do it. Okay, we're about to open up our feedback, watching dead at baldmove.com. But first, take a quick break. As I said before the break, watching dead at baldmove.com is how you let us know if you've seen The Prince of Egypt. Yes. And also what you think about this season of Walking Dead. I mean, I I probably should have just done a Twitter poll. I'm going to get I want to get an ocean. Mm -hmm. I want to get uh, a red literally dozens of (laughs) Of people. One email for every resistance fighter. Uh, say what you will about Prince of Egypt. It's got some bangers. It's got some bangers. It, I'm not. I'm not even a believer. And it gives me some chills. Um, I'm sure it does. Anyway, I wouldn't know. Anyway, let's move on. Amber first up says, "I don't normally watch The Talking Dead, but I had it on the background. It kind of auto plays. It's it's cheating at this point when I'm watching it on on, on Amazon. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, those they do the Kang Cave mm-hmm. and, and Corner, and then they do right on to it's Hardwick. You know, f- flopping in my into my uh, uh, widescreen TV. That's smart. Anyway, uh, I overheard him being asked how he came to be on the show. And this or, oh, this is about Michael Bain. I forgot that this is oh, the subject okay. line was Michael Bain. He said he's been a big fan of the show since season one and always wanted to be casted. Mentioned that he admired the quality <laughs> and commented on the longevity of the show. I mm. agree that they should have cast him as Pope. Sounds like he would have been interested in having a longer role and would have killed it. Thanks for the years of coverage. Love you guys. Well, thank you. Thank you, Amber. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, mean, I I wonder if Michael Baines is too expensive to have like a half season. <laughs> That's always the him. answer. Yeah, totally. Because yeah, you can get some some goofball in a back snap beanie cap, mm-hmm. uh, but if Michael Bain, you might be paying ten times for that. Uh, but he would have been a, a, just a better pope. Yeah, he would have been a good pope. I, I like the pope they got too, but sure. Yeah, he wasn't. I'd bad. like to see it. He, he wasn't like the like David Morrissey. Was that is that the guy's name that uh-huh. played the governor? He's a, just a shitty governor. I I think he's a fine actor. I've seen him in other things I liked. I just don't. Hmm. I think he was such a bad fit for the character of the governor. Steve B is going to make me try to sing here, Jim. Jeepers creepers! Now we're back to reapers. Jeepers <laughs> creepers! Only three left of those guys. Uh, I'm not going to sing hmm. the rest of this. Right. What you doing, Leah? No one wants to see you bringing them back. <laughs> Kang should apologize. I, hmm. yeah, I, uh, I don't even think you're right. I, I don't think there, I think there's only one of them left. I'm not seeing where the three comes in. What episode was this written for? Was there a trio last episode of something? But it definitely wasn't mm. Leah. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Well, but, uh, yeah, we got, well, we knew the re, we knew that, uh, Leah was coming back at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't like know why Heath. Casey Jones has come we know back. Heath is coming back. It's just Casey Jones weird. abandoned his mask and weird robes 
and now he's got him back. I don't yeah, understand. That was a surprise for sure. Kyle's up next says, hey, guys, I love your shit. Well, thank you, Kyle. I was surprised to hear you announce that Maggie and Negan were having a spinoff. Once again, AMC lowers their already snail level bar by taking another potential character's death off the table. It's and especially in light of the events of this episode where they're really bringing this Maggie and Negan thing to a head. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Seems maybe like wait a week to announce it if you're going to do that. But OK. Or a season. Like, I don't know. Like, just finish this damn thing. Keep the other stuff under wraps and then uh, use the last season, the the finale episode after everybody did the, the 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 meager amount of the fan base is still staggering along the the, the sinew and bone, the muscle, the, all the fat's mm-hmm. been stripped away from this community. We're just a skinny piss skeleton. That would be a nice surprise at the end of that episode. There's going to be Daryl and Carol spinoff in 2023. Negan and Maggie take Manhattan in 2023. Like that. I, I think that gets people hype. But now that's I don't know. And they've got Never three other shows that they could million dollar network before. Yeah. Yeah. They got so many other things they could promote too. Mm-hmm. they got the, the Rick movies I, that we already knew where I, I, I don't know. It's it's dumb. Uh, Kyle continues, I don't know why we bitch. We know when people are going to die as a character has an episode dedicated to them and what they want out of the future only to get bumped off in some ridiculous fashion. But that does that doesn't apply to Negan and Maggie, though. Like, yeah, those 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 are precious resources. The characters that we've been around and give a shit about <laughs> squandering them. Anyway, the main point of my email, I want I will watch the spinoff. Well, they got gotcha. you. They got gotcha, you. Uh, Kyle. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to. And give it a fair go, but if they at any mm. point hint that Maggie will touch Neeg's twig and giggleberries, then I'm doping <laughs> out as that's fucking ridiculous. Would you be mm. able to watch or believe that Maggie would even hate Bone Negan, and would you keep watching after then? Well, first of all, I'm not going to watch the, the initial jump. Yeah, that's not going to happen. They're definitely going to fuck. Get ready for it. <sighs> Ugh. I don't even think it's that ridiculous, honestly. If you really buy that, like people can change and the po- uh, zombie apocalypse, and you really get to know and appreciate someone differently, like I, I can, yeah. Maybe now, it'll will be the a Walking friends... Dead write it well. No, of course not. Maybe it'll be a friends like will they, won't they, with Ross and Rachel. You know, <laughs> maybe it'll take <laughs> five seasons of them flirting. Will they, won't they? But and... the first couple seasons is kill each other, and then uh-huh, it's like yeah. you know. Yeah. And then it morphs gradually. Mm. What, what's Herschel going to do? Is Herschel going to follow them into that series? He's got to, right? Unless he's murdered. Oh, yeah. Little Herschel. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Not her father. Yeah. Oh, my God. Negan's going to have a kid, too. So uh-huh. what? that's going to be the thing. They're going to be the Brady Bunch. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Post-apocalyptic there. This is a story <laughs> of a lovely lady <laughs> was raising... Some Herschel on her own. Okay. I said I wasn't going to sing anymore. Yeah. They got me singing again. All right. Finally, email double T from Melbourne. You'll recall that uh, we roughed him up a little bit about his fish theories last episode. It's true. Talking about we're like, what? What? Says you guys had some pretty good points response to my dissertation on fish. All I'll say is I wouldn't want to give up the security of cold rolled steel walls to relocate to the beach where you're hemmed up against the coastline. You'd be too vulnerable to attack from zombie hordes or enemies from inland with nowhere to run. Escaping via the ocean would be too dependent on the conditions. But I thought the ultimate zombie apocalypse location would be an island. You get to live off the Mm -hmm. bounty of the sea, but also have the protection of the water surrounding you. 
Such a good place to settle. I think that's why the show has never gone there. It'd be too safe and boring. I thought that that's where they were going in one season. I mean, isn't that the Fear name? The isn't that the name of the show that they're making with Maggie and Negan? Isn't it like Isle of the Dead? It's Manhattan. So I, that's not a, a real island. Oh, is it Manhattan? Has that detail come out? Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I thought maybe I'm dreaming it. Um, but, uh, you're you're right. So. You're also right. But they never address that, right? They never address like the idea that hey, we could have a food source, which is our primary concern at the moment down at mm-hmm. Oceanside. But also, they don't address the counter argument, which would be what you're saying, right? Like, there's a physical physical security that, or, or a a physical danger that you you have by being backed against uh, an ocean. I, I agree That's with true. that. I think there's. I don't know a lot that that should stop do. you if you're actively starving, but yeah, it, especially it when could be like the different coves and barrier islands and inlets and like how hard it is to spot like some of those uh, you know natural um, harbors and things from this from the I, I don't know. And apparently, it's I'm not, not saying, a concern for Oceanside because they're still uh, hanging out by the ocean and they yeah, had I, Alexandria I, for seasons. They could have gone there, but they didn't. And I'm not saying put high rise condos on the beach. I'm saying like, you know, you can live a quarter Mm -hmm. mile from the beach inland and have a nice small footprint from where you're actually fishing and doing your commerce and stuff. And, Uh you know, still have a five minute walk to food. I don't know. But you make a good. How are they going to surf every day if they got to walk? It's true. East Coast surfing kind of sucks. Big boards. Ah, That's true. Yeah. I wouldn't want to surf in those waters. Um. Maybe the island retreat could be a part of the show's finale. What do you think? I'm d- cool with an island show. Yeah, spinoff. Dead Island. That's not Manhattan. Sure. P.S. Has Jim finally given up all hope of seeing a zombie baby? There's only 10 episodes left. Time's running out, Jim. No, we just had a baby, a potential baby introduced in this episode. I'm more on board with that this than ever. This is true. Right? We have a ready And if anybody deserves baby their right baby now. to be zombified, it's Negan. Come on. It's true. Like, That's isn't true. that the ultimate payback? Oh, uh, you killed my Sins father. Guess father. what? You're, I'm going to zombify your baby. Sins of the father. Mm-hmm. Paid, revisited and paid in full by the son. No, nah, I haven't given up. Come on. All right. Never. True believer. Zombies, Never. 10 episodes <laughs> Never left. surrender. We got two episodes to see how Daryl's going to make Maggie get up off of that wall. Watching dead at baldmove.com is how you give us feedback. We'll see you next week at the same time. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later. Later.